Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. You're listening to the Modern Coach Podcast, episode number nine, where we're going to talk about content. Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and you're about to learn the new way that coaches are building thriving businesses online by rising out from the shadows, owning who they are, and finally understanding the business of coaching. Get ready, because this is where we shed the old age thinking of coaches everywhere and say yes to owning a happy, healthy business that not only impacts people everywhere, but gives you the freedom to do what you want, when you want. This is the Modern Coach Podcast. Welcome to the Modern Coach Podcast. I am excited to be talking about one of my favorite topics. In fact, it's one that I spend a lot of time with, particularly with my clients. We talk content, 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 from content reviews to the purpose of content to the strategy itself. And today I'm going to share with you my favorite 60-minute marketing method. It is hands down the thing that revolutionized my relationship with writing, my relationship with showing up, and to be honest, is probably one of the biggest drivers of profit in my business. So let's get into it. I think before we get started and I explain to you what the 60-minute marketing method is, particularly when we take into account the Galaxy content system that I've developed, let's discuss what are the the top problems, the top mistakes that most coaches make when they come to content creation. The reason I want to start with the mistakes specifically is because I see so many great experts waste their time doing useless things. And I guarantee that you've done one, if not all of these things. I I know I have too. But helping identify where you're at and what's been going on in my experience, is one of the best ways to start to make a different path forward. And and in my experience, again, it, it gives you the leverage and it gives you the data for you to move through and understand, like, what patterns are you in right now with your content? Most of them, for most coaches, it's a quite toxic pattern. And how can you start to recognize that pattern? And how can you start to identify it? And how can you start to put processes in place to make sure that you're never back in that same pattern again? It's like with anything that we help our clients with, right? Our content is an essential process and is essential part of our business. So mistake number one that I see so many coaches make is that they are not being super clear on the purpose of their content. So the only reason that we create content is to attract eyeballs and to engage our soulmate clients to direct them to the sale. That is the primary purpose of the content that we create as business owners. It is not to amuse, it's not to engage, it's not to entertain you, the consumer, it is to drive business in your business. And I think that sometimes we forget that. And we forget that when we start to create, we sit down, we have like the blank page blues, like, oh my god, what the fuck do I write today? 
well, what are you selling? <laughs> that, that's, that's the number one thing I want you to get obsessed with is what am I selling? What am I selling? What am I selling? You know, I want you to stop posting for the sake of posting. Like, I've, if I see another quote cut on Facebook, I will scream. Because content is the tool to help you grow. And I think so many people just misuse it and forget this. They essentially just forget that that's, that's what the purpose of the content is. It's not to entertain the people of Facebook. It is to essentially help you grow and monetize your business. Um, it's not a tool for you to consume all day long. I think that's something else that we need to discuss is like, how much are you consuming versus how much are you creating? And where is the line, right? Why are we okay spending hours and hours on Facebook and then kidding ourselves that we don't have the time, quote unquote, to post? We don't have the time to write. When I know for a fact, if you're liking my content, you have the time to write a post. And I think one of the other things that I see underneath this umbrella is that not only are we not clear in the specific reason we're posting something, but we're also not adjusting it for the platform that we're on. So like an Instagram reel is very different to a TikTok, for example, and a Facebook post is very different to a blog. Whereas I see a lot of coaches do this where they just take one piece of content and then they just dump it across all the platforms and expect it to be, you know, fine everywhere. And the reality is, is that you have to work your platform. So whatever platform you've chosen for your content, that needs to be the primary thing that we're obsessed with. Like it needs to be the, the in the format of said platform. So if Facebook brings out new features, I'm going to be the first to try those features because my content lives on Facebook, right? So for you, that might be Instagram or might be something else, but I want you to start thinking about, am I adjusting said content for the platform that I'm on? Mistake number two that most coaches make is they're not clearly building or attracting people. Like, they're not building that audience. If you don't give people a reason to consume your content, they won't consume your content. Why should they keep watching or listening to you? Why should they, you know, spend their evenings watching your live videos? Why, you know, why, why, why? Like, get obsessed with this question as to why are you giving people a reason to follow you? It Does one exist? Like, are you creating documentary-style content? Are you giving them tips? Are you making them feel good every morning? What's the purpose that you're serving on the internet? So many of us forget this. Like, no one owes you likes and follows. When I see those like, oh my god, I've got a small business and no one is following me. Like, my friends and family don't share my stuff. Well, why would they? <laughs> What's in it for them? Your friends and family do not owe your business any time or money or energy. They don't. And I'm really sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but no one wants to buy your shitty money candle. and No one wants to buy your transformational co coaching package until you give them a reason to, whether they are friends, family, or strangers on the internet. And it's the same thing with your content. No one owes you likes. No one owes you shares. No one owes you anything in this world. And I think the moment that we start to understand that reality as a content creator, it becomes so much easier because you're no longer expecting the likes and shares from your friends and family who, let's face it, are not your ideal clients anyway. So we want to start becoming clearer 
with ourselves as to why are people, why should they like the post? Like, would you follow you if you were a prospective client? That's one of the first tests I set my clients. It, it, it's that question. Would you follow you? You know, and, and the other thing that I see is trying to be everything to everyone is, again, not the best strategy in a, attracting clients. And it goes back to that offer. Like, are you clear? Are you niched? Are you specific? Because if you're trying to create content for, let's say, the yoga mom and you're trying to create the content for the nomadic, you know, dad and you're trying to create the content for the single girl in her early 20s, those are three different avatars and those are three different content types. Of course, it's going to be overwhelming to create content if you're not clear on your ideal client, if you're not clear on your soulmate. Mistake number three is ghosting your audience, showing up and then not showing up, then trying to sell, then not selling. And look, we've all been there. Like, I, as I shared with you a few episodes ago, I focused on a fundraiser bundle, which meant that I was busy doing, like, other things than creating every, you know, live videos in my, in my free Facebook group. And, like, that whole experience showed me how life can get overwhelming. Like, first of all, I was going through a bunch of personal stuff and it was hard to keep up my content schedule. And secondly, I just didn't want to show up, right? So we have to figure out a different way forward. And I think if you're in this cycle of ghosting and then not ghosting and ghosting and then not ghosting, a great question to ask yourself is, well, what's motivating me ghosting? What is motivating me from not showing up? Like, what is it about this format that isn't working for me? I think a lot of the time we forget that you know, if we're in this sort of feast and famine cycle and, and the this the visible, non-visible cycle, is that coming out of desperation? Is it coming out from lack of processes? What was the reason behind it? I think that usually gives you a really good clue as to what you need to change or shift in your business in order for it to be aligned. Mistake number four is asking hard questions. Oh my God, I see so many people do this. What they do is essentially they ask the most tough questions online and then they wonder why people don't want to answer (laughs) like oh god one of the first facebook groups that i joined was this you know love and relationship group and one of the first questions was why are you getting a divorce and i immediately left that group because a i was not i was not getting divorced but b like who wants to answer that very deep personal question then another group was something around like spirituality and it was something like have you ever done this this and this and it was like very like hyper specific and just so tough and like exposed your inner child wounds in this way and I was like sorry I don't know you from Adam why are you asking me all these like personal questions I don't want to answer that bullshit and your ideal soulmate people probably won't either. Like, can we start with an easy yes or no question? Can we start by engaging the people, have, having them get to know you? And then, of course, you can lead them further down the path of harder conversations and deeper conversations. But social media is social. Let's stop treating it like a dear diary moment. We want to treat it like an actual place for people to hang out and have fun in. Like, you discussing your divorce or you asking clients why they haven't shifted you know, their weight or you asking people why they're not making money, that's a tough thing to to swallow. And social media is there as a tool for fun. Let's remember that when we're creating content. 
you know, people want to share their weird and wacky, but in a fun way. It's supposed to be social, it's supposed to be fun. So we want to focus on connecting with people, not converting. Asking them deep, dark, traumatic questions is not connecting with them. Uh, it is as you trying to get to the pain, right? <laughs> so we want to focus less on getting to the pain. And I know this sounds sort of like an antithesis to what I've been saying all of these episodes. But we don't want to necessarily hit people in the jugular. We want to connect with them, have a conversation with them and be human to human. We want to focus on conversations, not conversions. Um, conversions will happen when you create specific conversion content. So there is a system, right, for creating converting content, and there is a system for connecting content. Most people confuse the two, and then they get stuck. And then they have no audience because they've alienated everyone. The mistake number five that I see is being a teacher slash Mother Teresa and not a marketer. You are not giving people your whole course, your knowledge bank on social media. That is not what social media is for. Everything, and I'm going to say this very slowly for everyone, everything you create in terms of content is a piece of marketing. Your content is a marketing engine. It is not for you to prove how amazing of a teacher you are. I know you're great at teaching. I know that you have a heart of gold. I know right? I know that you have all of this valuable stuff to give, but every single content that you create is a piece of marketing. Guess what? Even this podcast is a piece of marketing for my programs and for my business, right? I And of course, there is like an element of teaching and I want to give you value and I want to show up in an authentic way. But the bottom line is, is that everything is marketing. Everything comes up to your brand DNA which is supposed to make people want to work with you. And the clear, clearer you are with your content and with the, with the piece of what content does, the better your life will be. As soon as you get comfortable with the idea that content equals marketing and you get comfortable with the fact that as a business owner, you cannot not market your business, right? It's an essential skill. It's an essential tool that you need to be spending 90% of your time on. 10%, even not 10%, 5% fulfill, fulfilling your offers, 90% marketing, right? Marketing and selling, and 5% doing other things, right? We all have to pay taxes, etc. But ultimately, 90% of your time needs to be marketing and selling. That is how important marketing and content is, in my opinion. So when we look at those five mistake areas, Whereabouts are you at is the question. What is it that you're not doing? What is it that is keeping you essentially stuck? And what is the shift that you need to make in order to have a healthier, more balanced approach to content creation? Because if content is marketing, right, and you're not marketing your business actively, then why not? You know what I mean? Like, I think my offers are the best thing ever. What I do for people genuinely changes their life maybe there is like a tiny little pinky bone in my body that like has questions right because there's always a room for improvement but beyond that there is nothing in me that is resistant to telling people about what I have to sell because I know it changes lives where where in you is that doubt that is stopping you from showing up and creating that content now sometimes like I just shared you know going through the Acklauder launch and going through a traumatic event like having your home country invaded, you know, having your parents be in said country, 
being, you know, being, uh, supporting your clients while also managing that and managing, you know, looking after kids, etc. Like that could be traumatic. And that sometimes means that you don't stick to a rigid content schedule. No one's going to hate you for it. But ultimately, beyond non-normal circumstances, there should be a process and there should be a comfort and there should be a system for delivering value to the people and giving people a reason to come back. The thing that I think my content does better than anyone else's is that I do, I think, balance giving a true value that no one's talking about, but also sort of being fun about it and, and being, you know, humorous and making it manageable for you to consume. So I think there is the different facets of content creation. And I want you to start thinking about if you have a problematic relationship with creation of content, start thinking about why that is and what's holding you back. Because truly, if everyone was an amazing content creator and if your content was truly converting for you, surely you would already be fully booked and living the high life. Right. And why does that relationship and flow for you? Because I don't know if ebbs and flows for me, it does for every single business owner. But like, what are the non-requirements, right, for you? And, and why is not creating content on the top priority list? That is the question that I would be asking myself. So the Galaxy content system, it came from me asking that question. Like, what am I not doing? And I wasn't showing up consistently. I was sort of stopping and starting, particularly with my Facebook group content. And I really wanted to figure out a manageable way for me to create something and make it easier for me to distribute that content. So here is what I did. And and I created this thing called the Galaxy Content System because everything is a star in my book. And just like the Galaxy, just like the stars, essentially we start off with one thing and then that one star multiplies to be many things, right? When we look at the stars up above, they don't even exist anymore, right? <laughs> They've already burnt, yet we can see them. So I want my content to do a very similar thing. So we start with the North Star. Your North Star is your core piece of long-form content. That can be a live video, it can be a blog, it can be a pillar content post. For me, that's usually a pillar content post, but it can be a live. It doesn't particularly matter what it is, as long as it is your core theme of content. Your core piece of content with a specific theme. Then step two, you create your supernovas of the main piece of content. So essentially you segment pieces of content shortened, right, from your North Star, which will help you populate your marketing. So for example, let's say today I've created this podcast piece as my North Star. What I would do is to make my supernovas, I might pull out those top five mistakes that I just created for you and create a separate post or a separate audio snippet from this episode with one of each. So instead of giving you like the full North Star, I would just say to you like, hey, here is mistake number one. Then I might post mistake number two, three, four, five, right? So that essentially gives my content longer lifetime value and it gives me more stuff to post. Because remember, you might be seeing 100% of your timeline but on, in reality, only 3 to 10%, depending on where you're at and which platform you're on, of your audience are seeing your content. So let's say it's 3%, right? Only 3% of your people will see that Facebook post. What about everyone else that's in your audience, right? 
So we want to give people the opportunity to consume your content in different ways and give your content more life span to be able to reach more people. Because the majority of the time, we create this amazing, great content, but it just doesn't see the light of day. People don't see it. So we have your North Star. That's step one. Then we create your supernova content from that North Star. And then step three is we have our tiny stars, our little stardust content that is short and snazzy sections or quotes that you'll use to create intrigue and magic for your audience. So things like quotables. So one of my favorite lines from a post was like, huh, so you want people to invest high ticket in you, but you're not willing to invest in yourself. That makes total sense. That two sentence little post was part of a longer North Star that I wrote originally. And that specific quotable, right, was one of our best performing posts last year. And I would repost it every quarter or so. And it always got really great attention, got really great, great traction, because it's a great quote, right? But it came from a longer piece of content. And if I hadn't pulled it out, it wouldn't have worked as well, right? It would have just got lost in the, all of the other copy, which was great copy, by the way, but the the, the short snazzy bit wasn't punchy <laughs> in the context of everything else. So what you're doing with your Stardust content is essentially you're taking your same North Star and you're pulling out the hook or you're pulling out the takeaway or you're pulling out the, the ending. And you're, again, you're making that North Star do more work for you. So you start with one piece of content, but you end up with up to eight pieces because you've you've been able, it's between six and eight, depending on how you create that first piece of content. You end up with eight posts in total that you can distribute on your platform over a day or two or three or a week. Um, and it gives you, it gives you more content and you it, it saves you time. So the 16 minute marketing method is you sitting down, writing your post or recording your content, doing a thing and usually that takes up 30 to 40 minutes and then spending 20 minutes, 30 to 20 minutes, right? Dividing up that North Star into more content. And the trick here is, is that you're making your content do more work for you. And the most beautiful part about the system is that you can reuse it again and again. Like that quote that I just shared, it is one of the things that we keep reposting because I know it does well. And it's one of those things that it's true. <laughs> I still stand by those words. And it, I'm like, I know that it performs. So why would I reinvent the wheel? And again, I think, you know, having consistency with your content strategy is partly you having a bank to draw upon. So when I was having some time off and I took, you know, a three week sabbatical, paused my stuff, we still would post sometimes. And those posts would be pre-scheduled from a year or two ago. And I think that's the magic of content is that once you've written it once, it exists and you can reuse it again and again and again. And that, in my opinion, is pretty freaking cool, right? Because who wants to work harder and longer? I don't. <laughs> you know, I want to find the easiest, best way forward. And I think that having a, a badass content strategy helps you do that. And it helps you find equilibrium in your business. So for me, the content strategy not only does it help you create more content in a shorter amount of time, but also it 
enables you to be bingeable. And this is, again, another concept that I absolutely love and one that I might dive deeper into in a, in a future episode. But the idea is, is that when an ideal soulmate person finds you, I want them to have a sea of content to go through to get to know you quicker. In fact, there was a marketing article that came out, a marketing report that came out, I think just over two weeks ago now, where apparently it now takes a customer up to seven hours or seven plus hours of contact with you, as in a customer, a potential customer, needs to spend at least seven hours consuming your content, watching your videos, being with you in order to be ready to invest. So this tells us that the market sophistication is rising and the amount of content that you need to create needs to go up because if a customer or a potential customer needs seven hours to consume your content, do you have seven hours of content online? Do you have something for them to binge? That is the question because just like Netflix, we want you to be bingeable. And I think that's another interesting concept that, again, you know, the 60-minute marketing method helps you be bingeable because you have a lot more content. In fact, you can take a post that you've written thus far or a live video that you've written thus far and practice using the 60-minute marketing method. In fact, I would encourage it. So, you know, you're creating a system that helps your content do more work for you. You're being bingeable. You're avoiding those five mistakes that I mentioned, and therefore you're leading people to the sale. You're leading people to whatever the next step is to work with you, right? And once you have a great sales system in place, then you know that your content goes to your free offer, the free offer that is linked to your paid offer. So it all starts to work in your favor. And instead of, you know, you being the best kept secret or, you know, I, I like to call this lovingly you being the dirty mistress to your client, your content essentially does a lot of the work for you. It helps you be bingeable. It helps you be the authority and it helps your client get into your sales system that you've pre-designed. So for us, again, like everything is strategic. Everything is measurable. We know exactly what needs to happen at what stage to be able to predict our business. And there's nothing better or sexier than predictability, I think, in these times that we're living in. So I hope you loved that episode. I hope that you um, have got something for yourself from my content system. And I hope to hear how it goes for you. I want you to set a 60-minute alarm clock and to try it out. You know, maybe the first time it'll take you 80 minutes. Maybe it'll take you 50. Maybe it'll take you 40. I want to know whether you've tried it. Uh, DM me at Elisa K Coaching on Instagram. And I will send you the love. Tag me. Do all of the Instagrammy things. And we can track your progress there. For today, thank you so much for joining me. I will speak to you in the next episode. Are you stuck in a loop of cookie cutter content feeling like you can't find your voice or the confidence to show up authentically? Good news, Magnetic Mavens is here to help you be unforgettable. Our membership will get you to break free from the monotony of copycat content and find your unique power story. In this membership, you'll create a consistent writing habit to stay ahead of your content creation and take back control of your plan without any of the overwhelm. It's time to leave the bland and boring content behind and own your message with integrity and fun. Join the Magnetic Mavens today. Head to alisa-k.com forward slash magnetic to register right now.